Hey friends, welcome to the You Are You podcast. My name is Jenny Lien, and I'm the writer and artist behind The Yay Project. Come join in as we encourage each other to celebrate our God-given design, pursue our kingdom calling, and most of all, love God 100%. Can't wait to praise God with you. Hi friends, another episode where I am recording from bed, but Last week I was lying down and had just come out of a praying session and was feeling very reflective and soft-hearted and just really wanted to share what, you know, I was going through. This week I'm sitting up, Bible open, iPad on, and I just feel super, super energetic and energized. And I just wanted to share that context because... If you are a regular listener, maybe you hopefully like the honesty and the sort of daily life journey type topics because I don't, except for the slight detour in season two where I felt like God was encouraging me to podcast in a more planned way, just given that season of my life where that made the most sense perhaps, I just talk about what I'm going through. And I have been going through a season of waiting for three years, which means it's been three years of content that is um, all about waiting. And I guess if I thought about it in terms of a more worldly sense, like do people still want to hear about a waiting period for three years Maybe, maybe not, but ultimately my journey is my journey and I can only testify about what I'm going through. But I guess I am really excited because since the end of 2021, I felt God saying repeatedly for many months, like the season was about to change and I wouldn't expect things to happen so quickly. And to be honest, I had just been through, I guess at that point, two and a half years of waiting and I was excited. Like God definitely hadn't been saying this at any other point during the two and a half years. And so it was like, okay, God, I'm excited. Things are going to change. What's going to change? I don't really know, but I'm here for it. And then 2022 happened and then all of a sudden Hong Kong went into a fifth wave and I was just so frustrated. But whether or not our feelings are catching up is sort of besides the point. Like God says what God says. And even if we drag our feet, even if we disobey, even if we don't believe, you know, for a period, his word stands true. And so here I am in April sharing that indeed what God (laughs) uh, says is true. So I just hope that encourages anyone who is having a bit of trouble believing that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. You know, maybe it's too good to be true. Hang in there. Keep surrendering because, yeah, there's just no other way to live life than to do our best to seek God and believe in what he's saying. To start off this podcast, you know, usually I will start with a personal testimony and then go into more specific lessons learned and verses that God has been showing me. But today, because um, my reflection testimony is 
a work in progress. Like, it's not like I've been through it. These are my takeaways. It's like, ooh, I am learning. God is <laughs> challenging my heart and showing me areas of my thinking and my beliefs that I didn't even realize had maybe become, I want to say ungodly, but that sounds really bad. But essentially, like, were th- maybe they're not in line with God's will. Maybe they are selfish. So, First things first, the verses. I am going to read from 1 Peter 1, um, 13 to 16. And so the title of the section is A Call to Holy Living. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. I also want to read from Galatians 5, 22 to 24. This is about fruit of the spirit and following the spirit's leading. And it goes, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. So the reason that these verses have been on my mind and heart is because after a very long spell of not dating, I have started going on dates and, and to be honest, it's it's so much different than I expected. When I was younger and I started a relationship, like I never dated without being in a relationship. Like I only ever went on dates with people who I had known for a while, who had pursued me for a while. And then it was sort of instant, like getting to know each other getting into a relationship because we already had all of that time to get to know each other in a friend group. So I'd never done the whole online dating thing, going out with strangers, getting to know people from scratch. It honestly wasn't my preferred method because I'm a big romantic at heart too, right? Like I had so many meet cutes in the past that a a dating app where you scan people's photos and check whether their captions are witty enough. Like it just seems so unromantic. And I also didn't want to do it, you know, like judge men based on a tiny sliver of a caption. But then I went into this fifth wave and I just really thought, you know, God, if I don't use an app, like dating aside, I'm just not going to meet anybody at all for the next couple of months like I'm barely going to even see my friends when the start of fifth wave happened it it felt really intense and uh difficult with all of the cases like Hong Kong I think went from like 11 cases a day to like 30,000 it was it was a lot 
don't quote me on those stats, but it was generally <laughs> in that vicinity. And I don't think I, I logged onto the app in a state of like, God, if I don't use an app, I, I'm never going to meet anyone. Like I a million percent trust in God's sovereignty and that he writes love stories so much better than we could ever imagine. But it was just one of those, why not? Even if it's just meeting new people, I just wanted a little more excitement in life, I guess. Try something new, why not? And I also, for anyone who's thinking about online dating, like obviously we don't want people who just tick a Christian box, but I wanted someone who would live, breathe, you know, die for the Lord if God asked. So my dating profile, you know where it puts your job? I put like Christian writer. Like if you're not into someone who is wanting to live for Christ, don't swipe on me, please. And actually I was using um, Coffee Meets Bagels. So I think it was hit the hit the coffee button. <laughs> so long story short, I think it was two days after I recorded the Valentine's Day episode, Heart to Heart Talk Time, where I, and I was 100% serious, you know, God, if it's not your will for me to be married, uh, I'm okay. Really, I'm okay. I don't know how long life is going to last. And sure, there are things that I want like uh you know a ring a home you know all these things but I I know that if I had them and I wasn't rooted in you they would never satisfy so Lord I leave it to you two days later I met someone and it was one of those why not things for me I was like oh this person has a really kind smile why not just hit the coffee mug button or whatever it was and this episode is not talking about this person or the dates specifically but it's all about my heart because i you know i hope i'm not the only one that when you go from single to dating let alone being in a relationship right because i think there is you know, I think sometimes people will think of people who are single as like they just want to be in a relationship with anybody who has a job and is kind, you know, but I think in reality, people have a lot of other things that they want. So it's not just about like being in a relationship. There's that whole period, at least for me, of like deciding whether or not you're ready to actually date to commit because may we remember, right? Marriage is for life. And sometimes when we're in love, it can be really easy, you know, when all of the emotions are going to pledge to love someone forever and just accept the whole person. And that is what God does. And it's what God wants us to do. But, um, you know, we're, we're to love everybody and support everybody. That doesn't mean we marry everybody, right? Like to actually commit to one person, I think takes a whole lot of prayer and discernment. And it is not a bad thing to take the time at the beginning to really think about what areas in our lives may be broken or unhealed, which is making us react um, in ways that are not necessarily godly. So for me personally, um, I, uh, <laughs> I was just going to get really honest, but when I was younger, 
I never wanted to get married young because I didn't want to struggle. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't want to give up my dreams to accommodate someone else's dreams when I was 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. Like I just absolutely didn't want that because I had things that I wanted to achieve and I wanted to do and I wanted to buy and I wanted to go. Like I was in no way ready to settle down in one country, in one job, let alone one person. And I don't say that necessarily as a good thing because obviously it's selfish, right? Like if, if God you know, maybe, yeah, I don't know. Cause I think, I mean, God never overwrites our desires, right? He never forces us to do anything. If I had wanted that, maybe I would have gotten married younger, but just, you know, all in all, I didn't want that. I had a lot of immaturity to get over. That's not a good sentence, but you know what I mean? Like I had some immature habits that God really needed to refine and then throughout the years obviously we get life experience we go through relationships maybe we get our heart broken maybe we recover and I hope that as we recover whether it's from dating or from any other sort of life disappointment or difficulty that we rebuild on God's truth that we don't rebuild on ourselves on our um, ambition on our strength but we really take those opportunities to give our broken pieces to God listen for his voice and do what he says that's what I did after my last heartbreak and he gave me the courage the ideas the willingness to start the Yay Project and that's been the sweetest couple of years of my life. Learning to overcome through Christ things like fear of rejection. If we can share our stories and help even one person want to live their lives for Christ more completely, more surrendered, it's worth any nervousness that we might feel, um, especially if the nervousness is not Holy Spirit discernment, but it's just selfish ego stuff. So as I have gone through this, this new stepping my toes into the dating world, I just have had to confront my humanness. Like all the typical dating things, age, does it matter? Height, weight, job, location, all of that stuff. Does it matter? And I wish, honestly, that I could say that I am fully open to whatever God wants for me. Because I think for much of the past three years with the Yay Project, that's how I have lived my life. And I think it's so much easier to do when it is just you and when it is about things that are not so personal as marriage because with marriage it's a whole nother human being it's not a job that if it doesn't work out you can leave it's like a decision for life it's like totally different stakes and so I realized that as much as I want to be totally surrendered wow I was really not easily doing that right like it's like God anybody that you have for me I trust that you know (laughs) best, but I still have this long list of things that I 
think would be best for me. And if we read dating blogs, Christian dating blogs, it's like find out your non-negotiables. And obviously these are things that are really non-negotiables. Like if someone is doing drugs, you know, there are things that are obviously non-negotiables, but then there are other things that we just might want that are not necessarily anything to do with how godly someone is. It's like more superficial stuff. Um, And would I surrender all of that to God? I'm working on it, to be honest. (laughs) So this might be episode one in... uh, a couple as I continue to walk in this new and exciting season because, you know, whether or not it ends up in marriage, I think is totally besides the point. Like, I feel like I'm walking in a new season of God opening new doors and refining me and showing me that, you know, my child, I love you so much, but there are things that you are not seeing that you need to surrender to me and let me lead you in, like, I imagine this is what it's going to be like for the rest of our lives, right? There's always going to be an area that we need to work on. As we mature in our faith, it's not like we become more and more perfect. I mean, yes, but it's like we're never going to be that perfect that we don't have anything else to work on. So I hope that this episode, um, which is really kind of a reminder, I hope that God is calling us to holy living. We may have come a long way in surrendering so many areas of our lives, but as it says in 1 Peter 1 15, like you now must be holy in everything you do. And then in verse 14, like don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. Yeah. I, I was just reminded that I've heard so many testimonies to come to mind of people that I actually know in real life where they had put together lists and they had superficial things and they, I think one of them was single for quite a while, like really beautiful, but just had these like crazy standards. And then someone else had just written like a list. Someone had told her to write a list of 100 things that she wanted in a future husband. And for both of them, God provided, did more than they could ask or imagine, like for the lady with super high standards, her husband saw a tagged picture of her on Facebook, reached out to the friend and, you know, we're now happily married. And then the other friend, I think she found her list randomly, maybe after she had been with her partner for a while. And he was like 98% of the things on the list, down to the height, down to where's glasses, down to, <laughs> down to very random comments. So... I don't think that it's bad to have a list and I don't think it's bad to know what you want, but the word says, don't slip back into your old ways to satisfy your own desires. So I am learning, you know, I'm like trying to remind myself that, you know, it's not cute to have selfish ambition. Like God may still bless your selfish desires, but It is not his will for us to live in selfish ambition. That is still a sin. So I hope that this episode is encouraging for us all. We are works in progress. We are daughters of the king. We are able to walk with him every day through all we're going through. May we go back to the word, kneel before God, just be honest with him and ask for the Spirit's help to help us 
stay closer and closer to him. Sin is not cute. Um, It might feel easier to delay refining our habits, but there is no better place to be than as close to God as possible. And we are all young. There, you know, God willing, we still have so many years ahead of us. And may we use our time and our experiences to live life with heaven in mind and do our best to encourage one another, love on one another, not judge one another, and just lift each other up to seek the Lord with all our hearts. So sending you all my love and speak with you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the URU podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share the episode. Let's share God's love together. For podcast updates, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow Yay Podcast on Instagram. For reflections and art, follow the.yay.project on Instagram. Sending you lots of love and let's praise God together again next time.